Welcome to Family Folklore, a paranormal podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be exploring some haunted artifacts. Full disclosure, I have been putting off this episode a little bit. It is one that is very personal to me and my family, and it's going to start with a story that we simply call The Chair. I hope you enjoy. So I know that we actually have um, one other story that I wanted to talk to you about because I have heard this story. So um, as I said, to for our listeners, you and I are cousins, so uh, my dad and your mother were siblings. Yes. And uh, I remember my dad telling me this story as a kid and having spoken to my older brother now, he heard the same story, but I, I think when we compared notes, there's like a couple things that were different. So I'd love to get your take on um, my favorite family ghost story, <laughs> which everyone in our family just calls the chair. The chair. The yes, chair. The chair. Which sounds completely weird and innocuous, and people are like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you have a family ghost story that you just call the chair? I know, right? Um, so I would love to hear the story that you heard. Okay. I really don't have a lot as far as that. Well, I have some interesting things, but um, the story I heard about the chair... Um, was that my grandmother and grandfather were visiting, I don't even know if they were relatives, I can't remember. I think I was told to me as like friends. Friends. Someone they worked with maybe. And my grandfather was sitting in this chair. And it's, it's a brown, kind of like that crushed, velvety kind of look to it. Um... And immediately, you know, he started to have these back pains. They were so severe that they had to, you know, cut everything short and and go home. And so my grandmother was rubbing his back, um, and then the phone rings, and it's their friends, and they said, you need to go and look at this chair. You, You need to come over. And so they went back over. By the way, his back started to feel better. But so they, they left and he started yeah. to feel better. Yep, that's so, so, what I was told too. Yeah, they went back over and on this chair there were it was it was it was almost like it looked like it was warm. But you get up close to it and it's not. It there were images. Um I don't know what specific image was in it that evening, but I've heard everything from a little girl's face. Um, there's like kind of a skull face thing, that, and, and and it moves around. Yeah, but people don't typically see it moving. Is the story that I exactly. was told. Exactly. Yeah. You don't really see it moving, but you know it'll be in a corner, and then you'll see it in the center. So yeah, you don't ever really see it move, but it's always there. There's always something there. There's always some kind of odd shadow. So I've I've seen the chair now as an adult. Um, because it stayed in the family. And do you know, did they ever tell you, like, why they kept it? So they, the friends, yeah, so the friends told them is, to take it home, is what I was Yeah, told. this is the ridiculous thing. So here's this creepy chair, so why don't you guys have it? Like, <laughs> it, it the worst part is, like, okay, yeah, we'll take it. Like, well, why didn't they you... say, like, it only came out after he had sat in yeah. it? So, like, then they yeah. were like, well, it's obviously for you, you have to take it. So that's great, because that's what I would do. <laughs> so anyways, um... So yeah, so it ended up at the house, 
and no one would even go near it. Like, it was this terrifying thing. Everyone saw something in this chair, and no one would sit in it. And my grandmother went so far as to reupholster it because, sure. <laughs> Just hide it, right? Why not? Use the chair. Make That'll it useful. That'll be great. Well, it's not like they were super wealthy people, so exactly, a free piece but, of furniture. I get it. But, um, yeah, everyone was on to that. And I remember as a kid, that thing, it was still in the living room. And I'm like, oh, that's the chair. Because everyone had the story about it. Everyone we all had knew. It, yeah. I think more in-depth stories, you probably want to ask my mom about that. I will. But, for um, sure. So, yeah. So, eventually, you know, everyone was on to it. It, it might have some nice fabric on it, but no one's going to sit there. So, so everybody knew, even though it was reupholstered, exactly, which chair like it was. No one was going to go near it. So the chair ended up in the attic. Okay, so we're going to fast forward years later. I am living in New Jersey. And I've told stories about the chair to my friends. And I, I was talking to my roommate. The alcohol was involved. <laughs> and All the best stories start that way. Exactly. Exactly. And, <laughs> and so we're talking about it. And he's like, you know, I dare you to bring that chair down. I'm like, fine. I'll get that chair. <laughs> so... A little liquid bravery involved there? Exactly. Liquid bravery. But now you have to do it because you've committed. I have to because you, you can't back down from a dare. I mean, come on. A dare about a haunted chair, especially. <laughs> so I, I literally, I called my grandmother and I'm like, hey, grandma. Hey, honey, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. So your haunted chair? Yeah. Can I have it? Okay. Thanks. I'll be up. <laughs> Easiest conversation ever. Can I have your haunted chair? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, you know, I got a story about how it's in the attic and, and then another story about people I don't know, but somehow I'm related to, you know, like what yes. grandmothers do. Right. So I, I, I did it. I came home and at the time I had a Ford Aspire rock out hat or um, hatchback. So it, it was, you know, it fit right in there. So they, they brought it down from the attic and it still had that, that fabric on it through upholstering so they took it off okay so the upholstering was just over it she it was didn't just like, take over o- off anything else nope. okay nope so it's just like a cover to put over it so that people didn't exactly. see what chair it was okay. exactly and and so that was taken off and there it is there's something it's right there it's in the chair and i'm like great i have to take this to new jersey that's wonderful you were expecting not to see it huh i was i literally was expecting not to see anything you know but it's pretty irrefutable when you see it in person. Exactly. And I, I've asked, and I think all of us have asked, why they didn't get rid of the chair? Why didn't they just burn it? You know? And I think the story I always got was they're afraid the face would come out somewhere else. Yeah. You know, like whatever, whatever is in that chair would manifest itself somewhere else in the house. Yeah. Very superstitious, which is interesting to me because, you know, they're also a, a somewhat religious family. Yeah. But these superstitions are very ingrained. And, like, the idea that whatever it is, at least it's stuck in the chair. Exactly. And if we just keep the chair, it's not going to come out anywhere else. But if we do something to the chair, it's going to start manifesting, like you said, somewhere else <laughs> or in some other way. Um, and I think that's, like, an interesting fear. Like, where did that come from where they decided, like, okay, we can't... Not only are we not going to get rid of it, but we have to just keep it. I know. It's, and it's not destroy insane. it. It's insane. And, and so... <laughs> But here I am, which is more insane, driving you're to New it. Jersey with, with this chair. And so, you know, I got to my apartment. 
we got it in there and um my apartment it was really awesome it was the the bottom floor of a house or the first floor and as you walked in there was we called it the reading room so we had books all over the place and it's just this really just gorgeous room and so this is where the chair is gonna go so the chair was in the corner it's kind of a beautiful chair like it's a nice chair aesthetically if you don't realize it's a haunted chair yeah so I'll try to put some photos of it on our our Facebook page if I can get a photo of it so people can kind of see you know if you don't see the face in the photo at least you'll see what the chair looks like so coincidence um when I got the chair down there um I think it was that evening or the next day, my landlord's mother passed away. They were up in the second floor. <laughs> she lived above you? Oh my gosh. Um, now, I'm going to... Coincidence, yeah, maybe. I'm going to preface this with the fact that she was elderly and she wasn't doing well anyway. But the fact but that it happened... Like, come on. Right, come of on. course. As if you need to be more freaked out about Jeez. this chair that you really don't want. And... I'll tell you what, my roommate and myself would both, like, we would just say hello to it. <laughs> we would walk, hey, what's up, Cher? I actually did sit in it. I did. And I read a book. And it was, there's nice sunlight coming in. And I didn't get any sort of crazy pain or anything like that, you know. And, and I would come up with, like, these crazy, like, little humorous stories. I'm like, yeah, the chair ordered a pizza and I had to pay for it. You know, like, <laughs> just silly things. But Blame um, it on the chair. Yeah, blame it on the chair. <laughs> Somebody used less of the toilet paper. It was the chair. <laughs> so I, I never really had any issues with the chair. Like, zero. A little bit of a creep-out factor, but as I said, you know, I'm like, hey, what's up, chair? Yeah. And I, you know, we'd have parties and people would come over and actually see it for themselves. And it was really split down the middle. I feel like there's a lot of people who come into it, come look, looking at it, thinking, okay, I'm going to debunk this. It's just wear and tear on the chair or it's something, it's a depression in the foam behind exactly. the chair. But once you actually examine it and you realize like, no, there's no depression there. Or that fabric isn't worn out. It's not, it's not discolored. It's not in any way. It's, yeah, it's the once you take thing. like a light to it, and I, I mean, I fully examined this chair when when I got to see it because um, I was so interested. And you can see the shadow of a face, and um, pretty clearly, especially in certain lights. You know, it's just it's obvious. So I was like, okay, this has got to be wear and tear on this chair. Like it's threadbare right. in certain spots, and it's causing a shadow. It's not that. You know, after really looking at it and wanting to be able to debunk. You know, this little family ghost story that's been traveling around yeah. forever. Yeah, I, you... I found that I couldn't. No. Um, and I find that a lot of people that I've spoken to who've had, you know, a chance to really look at it are like, you know, I just can't figure out why it looks that way. Right. So our friends would, would you know, you would have people that are like, I'm not even going to go in that room. Of course. So yeah. just terrified by it. And then other people would be like, what? You know, that's weird. You know, they check, they check it out and stuff like that. So, it is an interesting chair. Um, so, since then, obviously, I, I came back home. Um, <laughs> the, the fun part here is the fact that um, my mother will not allow it on the property. I had a conversation. I'm like, Mom, you know, I've got the chair. And forget it. it, it I'm, she's like, it, it's not going in the house. It's not going anywhere near the house. So I, I asked, well, what if, what if I wrapped it up in plastic? What if, you know, it, it was shrink in a shed, wrapped, 
put it in the shed, put it way out on the deck. Absolutely not. It won't, she will not allow it on the property. So. And she grew up with it. She grew up with it. So there's probably a little gold nugget there for you. Yeah. I'm going to have to really dig but a yeah, little deeper with it. Absolutely her. won't. It won't. So the chair resides in an attic at my cousin's house. My brother. Your brother. Yep. And it's, it's just. Which is there. why I got to examine it so fully. So that was, it's interesting. And I, I love it as far as our family ghost story. I think it's really interesting um a lot of people have family ghost stories but we have a haunted object yeah well you know what you can you can have it if you want yeah you, you can know have it. i'll think on it you can just i'm not sure my husband would allow it in the house i think you can just have fun with that it's i don't think it would bother me because honestly like i said I've, I've sat in the chair I've, i haven't had any um scary experiences in it other than not being able to figure out why it looks the way it does right um but i i don't think that my significant other would go for that. He's a little bit more right. leery of the chair. Um, I, I think there's more to the story, obviously. Yeah, I think, like, um, so the version that I heard, um, very similar from my dad, very, very similar story, other than um, he talked a little bit about how the face would change. So it was typically a face of some kind. Right. And uh, he told me that sometimes you'd go into the living room where the chair was and it would look like a little girl and she had like curls or ringlets. Right. And you could kind of, you could kind of see that. And other times it would just look like a man's face. And then once in a while it would look like, you said like a skull face, but it would look, you know, drastically different. Yes. Is what he would say. Like, you know, it looked like somebody screaming, but just in shadow. And then the next day you'd come in the next morning and it would be back to just a normal person's else. face. Something yeah, else, and you never see it move. You never see it in transition. Um, and like he even went so far as to say, you know, nobody would sit in this chair. So it's not like somebody's sitting in it and moving the fabric around. So that's why you're getting different right. images. Nobody would sit in this chair. It would be sitting there all day. And you'd come in from like your work day. Or you'd get up the next morning and it looked different. It looked different. It, you know, it reminds me of... Um, Oh, what is that show? Doctor Who and the Weeping Angels. Yeah, you look away from it and it moves. <laughs> yeah, you, you look away and you look back and it's like completely in a different position. That's what it kind of reminds me of. So it's, I, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't know what's going to happen with a chair. Um, <laughs> right now it's just kind of chilling. So, well, as long as it's not causing any trouble, I suppose. Not that I know of. Then I haven't heard of it causing any trouble. I mean, um, I haven't heard of it causing any trouble in the stories that everybody told me, it was never like the chair was, they never attributed any kind of other activity to it other right. than it weirded people out. Exactly. Um, I, I think the story that my dad told was like his dad used to make a joke of it and say like, oh, the devil tried to get into me, but he only got as far as the chair. And oh, that's why man. his back hurt. Yeah. So like totally <laughs> different take on it. And it kind of sounds like something that our grandfather would have joked about. Yeah. Not really believing in that that superstitious stuff but he's the one that experienced the pain so right that's... he said you know and it had never appeared in that chair before he sat in it and his friends called him up right after so he made a big joke about you know something tried to get into me but only made it to the chair yeah that's terrifying and got stuck so yeah that's that always that's a, was the that's part a that, brand new thing that'll freak me out oh see I, and I never that's heard that that's the one that always freaked me as out as a kid was like oh my gosh like that's a really interesting explanation for why it yeah. came out. You know, something was trying to get into him, but got stuck in the chair. Like, oh, great. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Family ghost story time, right? On that note. <laughs> but yeah, interesting story. So I'm going to have to ask your mom about 
you know, growing up with that chair in the house and what she experienced or what other people in the household said was going on. This is also the house that the chair lived in for a little bit. Candy and I discussed the chair a little bit, so I'm really interested to get your take on what you remember of the story and okay. how it came into yeah, your house. Yeah, I was pretty young when it happened, but because um, my father was still alive, and my father had a bad back, but he, he had been feeling well, and he went to our uncles, his uncles, and um, for the evening, and he said that he had a really, really, it was early. It was still early, and he had a really, really painful back. It just—he would sit in that chair and um, talking to Uncle, and um, he, he had to come home. He was in so much pain. He got home, and he was home for a little bit, and I think his back let up. And then we got a phone call from them saying that my father had to come over and see something, see the chair, and. So mom and dad, and I think some of us kids went over. I think I went over. And um, she had the chair, and she got a floor lamp and shined it on the chair, and there was a face on the chair. It was like, um, it, was the, it wasn't a velour. It's almost like a crushed velvet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the, they said that there was nothing on the chair prior to that. Hmm. So... And, of course, it spooked everybody out. And the, the person who lived there thought it was evil, and she was scared to death of it. She was afraid to... Somebody suggested burn the chair. She was afraid the face would appear someplace else in the house, so she wouldn't do that. But, so did they take it home that night? Because I know no, they were asked to take the chair. No, it was a long time before they got the chair. Okay. And I wouldn't sit in it, although one time I was sitting in it, and I didn't know it, and because my, my mother had it covered, and I was sitting there, and then she told me where, what I was sitting on. I got off that chair, and I didn't get back in it. I won't have it in my house. Can, Can wanted it here, and I said no. <laughs> yeah, we talked Absolutely about that. Absolutely not. So did the other, uh, did your siblings have the same reservations about it, or did they kind of ignore it, or did, was everybody kind of leery of it? No, I think everybody was leery of it. Stop it, Angus. No, I think everybody was. Uh, um, and it was, of course, a big draw once we got it. Well, right, it's a story, so everybody yeah. wants to see it. Yeah, everybody wanted to see it. And a lot of people went over to their house, and we took friends over to their <laughs> house to look at it. But, yeah, it's something that's kind of weird. I know I've heard uh, from a couple different sources that it, the face changes, yeah, or did when or, you were younger. Yeah, or changes position. Oh, it'll change where it is. Yeah, that's what they say. I had a hard time seeing it at first. You know, mm -hmm. I think you have to, it might be power suggestion, mm -hmm. but people say that it moves around, even Candy thought so, so. Yeah, I know that when my dad told me the story originally, he talked about, like, seeing it, seeing it one time during the day and then coming back and it would look different. Mm -hmm. and, and it had, like, you know, a couple versions that he really thought he saw really clearly, but that they changed and nobody ever saw it move in particular. You didn't see it in process, but would think that it looked different. But mm -hmm. as like as it like in one part of the chair, and then it was maybe moved to the other side or down. I, I didn't pay much attention to that because I stayed away from it. You just didn't want to be near it at all. Uh, no, it was not a popular item with me. <laughs> I guess I can understand that. Like having seen it myself, um, it. It's unnerving because I don't think you can explain it away as, like, a discoloration on the fabric. 
like I've looked at that chair a lot and up close and I, I can't find any indentations and I can't find like a stain I can't find anything that would explain to me like why that shadow shows up definitively have you seen it move I haven't seen it move in a different place Mm-mm. no and you have to check with somebody but I thought they took the fabric off the back to make sure nothing was inside it but I'm not I can't be sure of that I know somebody said that's what should be done they may have Open up the back. back. I'm not sure. You'd have yeah. to check with maybe it wouldn't have been hard. Right yeah, it wouldn't be hard to check it because the kind of chair it is, it lends itself. You can easily take off the backing if you mm-hmm. had to. So it might have been already been checked. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool story. If nothing else, it's a good yeah. family legend that's gotten passed around a lot. It's got a lot of use out of it. Our final story for you this episode is one about a Ouija board. I'm sure that many of you have your own tales and experiences with talking boards, and this story is actually a call to action. We would love to hear your personal Ouija board stories. So if you've ever had anything weird happen while you've been talking to spirits on a talking board, please email us at corningfamilyfolklore at gmail.com. We would love to hear about it. love to hear your story so um give me like a general location you don't have to tell me an address but where did you have this experience um in charlemont massachusetts okay and how old are you 15 15 so what happened um there was a group of us playing a ouija board um it was probably 11 or 12 at night we were sitting in the living room okay um we had asked for them to give us a sign if they were there. Were you getting any activity before you asked for that? Kind of. It wasn't really anything. I mean, it would move here and there, but not anything. Not consistently? Right. Okay. And then all of a sudden, um, the shades started going up, the microwave went off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a little freaky. Um, and then it freaked us all out, so we took the Ouija board, we brought it outside, we put it in the dumpster. Okay. We came back in and it was sitting in the middle of the room. <laughs> so what did you guys do then? Um, we didn't play anymore. That was the end of it for us. Did you keep the board after that? Uh, we put it outside on the porch. It stayed there all night. Um, we turned on all the lights in the house. It was <laughs> so how many of you experienced this? There was probably like five or six of us. It was just a group of us girls, just a summer night, you know, having Wanting a sleepover. Wanting to have some fun. Yeah. Just and so tell me about the house. Do you think it's the house or did you think it was the board? Um, I think it was the house, honestly. Um, it was built in the 1800s. It was part of the Underground Railroad. Wow. It had the tunnel in the south that went all the way through the house and oh my gosh yeah so it was a little creepy definitely so do you remember any other experiences in that house or was it particularly when you were playing with it was always when we played the ouija board always every time we played somebody always came through it was a little freaky but we liked it it was always some a new experience and to have something like that like a microwave turning on like okay maybe a power surge or something but to have like blinds go up on your windows or to try to get rid of it and to have it show back up that had to be terrifying yeah and it all happened at the same time it wasn't like one went up they all went up at the same time the microwave started beeping it wasn't like it was just like periodically it was all at the same time so it was definitely did you play with it after that um we played a couple more times there was a couple more sleepovers we had a couple friends over um one time i had a friend named aaron over we were all playing 
Um, his dad had passed when he was four. He left to go in the next room, and he started screaming and said that he seen his dad sitting in the next room. And oh I'm my like, gosh. okay, that's enough. That was the end of that night. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds but. like this house had a lot of activity and, like, the ability to manifest a lot of stuff. Absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah. So thank you so much for telling me your story. You're I appreciate it. Awesome. This concludes today's episode of Family Folklore, a paranormal podcast. We really hope that you enjoyed the stories today. And if you'd like to share your own story, you can find us at Facebook.com in our Family Folklore podcast group. Email us at CorningFamilyFolklore at gmail.com. And as always, please like and subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Family Folklore is produced by the Southeast Duban County Library, Erica Unterman and myself. Our theme music is by Jayman at ourmusicbox.com. Sound effects from freesound.org. Thank you again to all of our guests that came on today to share their stories. And if you have your own story, don't forget to find us and let us know. We would love to hear from all of our listeners and to get your stories out there as well. Tune in with us next month for another episode of Family Folklore. Until then, thanks for listening and stay spooky.